0: Welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we are watching episodes three, no, episodes four, five, and six of Riverdale. Yay! Do you know the names of the episodes?
1: (laughs) No, but one of them was like two hearts beat as one or uh,
0: something heart, something,
1: because I saw it, I almost made a note and then I didn't.
0: (laughs) Let me see if I can find them real quick. Let's see. It's um, chapter four, The Last Picture Show. Chapter five, Heart of Darkness. Chapter six, Faster Pussycats Kill Kill. What is that a reference to?
1: These are all movies, kind oh, of. Oh, okay. Like Or like famous lines from a movie. So okay. like the second one is what? The, uh, the second
0: The second one we're covering this week, Heart Um, of Darkness. Yeah,
1: that's from Apocalypse Now.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm. So many of these references go over my head. I know. I was
1: having this conversation with my mom about the podcast, and I was like, she's so young. (laughs) Because I was like, remember her head of the class? And she's like, oh, I love that show. We used to watch it all the time. And I was like, she had no idea. Nope. And I said, I think it came out before she was born. So, yep. we had this whole conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it actually came out the year I was born, so. Um, I have to go lay down. So, okay. we're we're just going to hit, because we're doing three episodes, we're just going to hit um, a, a few of the main plot points from every episode.
1: Okay.
0: We're not going to go scene by scene. I'm um, sorry. Now that you guys know most of our feelings on the main characters. (laughs) I have a
1: lot of feelings about the main characters.
0: I have a lot of feelings about the show, so that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Um, Okay, so in Chapter 4, The Last Picture Show... Which was
1: a movie, uh, by the way.
0: The Last Picture Show is a movie? Yes,
1: with Don Johnson and somebody else.
0: Don Johnson, what's he in?
1: He was in, um... Miami Vice.
0: Okay, yes. Okay. I know I know of I know of Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay, go. So in this episode, uh Betty investigates Grundy and finds out who she really is.
1: Dun dun dun.
0: I really like um Detective <laughs> Betty. I do too. But I keep
1: writing in my notes for this whole three episodes. I keep saying like don't split up, gang, and make references to Scooby-Doo. And then Jughead does, too, so.
0: Oh, he makes references to Scooby-Doo? Yeah, he
1: does in, I think, the episode six. He says, if we all show up together, it's like the whole Scooby-Doo gang is there <laughs> yes. or something.
0: Yes, that's right, <laughs> does. I remember, started, remember that, yeah. I started
1: dying, so, okay, sorry. Where are we at? What are we talking
0: about? <laughs> uh, Betty investigating Grandi.
1: Yes, and she interviews her.
0: She, yeah, she interviews her for the blue and gold. Um, <laughs> her, her, her investigation tactic, I love it. She leans in real close and she's mm. like, Jason's hot, right? Wink, wink. Right, like. right?
1: I know. <laughs> I put it here at one point. I'm like, why does everybody make all these extreme eye gestures to each other? They're always like, mm hmm, and giving everybody like the stink eye. And I'm like, I,
0: but I like it. No, it cracks it is. me up. Oh, okay. Um, it's very theatrical. I, I like Lily's facial expressions. I think she's adorable. And she does express a lot with her eyes. She, like, expresses, like, stress by her eyes getting real big. And but they're all
1: doing it. I mean, the yeah. parents are doing it. Archie's doing it. And they're like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> So, and I'm just, i I think
0: I'm you're giggling. just really distracted by Archie's eyebrows all the time. I really am. Every time I see him, I'm like,
1: yeah, they still look dark. Can I see the, like, the, um, the, the reaction he's having? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Um, she breaks into Grundy's car with Veronica. <laughs> Sorry. I have to stop you again. Because
1: what the hell? She has a thing to break into the car, which is, like, a foot long.
0: Yeah. Like in her has bag? She in, in a purse or a backpack or something. And why does she have it? Well, she said her and her dad used, uh, used to work break on in the old cars? cars, well, on old cars, and I don't know if that's something that you need to do on old cars. I guess if you don't
1: have the keys, which sounds like breaking and entering, yeah. I'm just saying. They're not she so brings, clean
0: cut. She brings Veronica with her to break into the <laughs> car, which I... Why do they – I look, I'm happy that they're – because that's one of those things where it's, like you said, don't split up. So I'm happy that they always have, like, a little um, co-pilot with them. But it is odd that you're like, I'm going to break into a car, so let me go get my best friend frenemy to come sure. with me. Mm-hmm.
1: And let me pull this thing out of my, my Mary Poppins bag because <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> – I'm just like, how are you carrying this in- –
1: discreetly through the so, neighborhoods.
0: I feel like Veronica has like a really good understanding now of who Betty is as a person. Yes. Because yes. we've got her almost killing um, that uh, one guy, the sticky maple guy, <laughs> from last episode. She almost drowned him in the hot tub. And, now, and cooked him. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she, now she easily breaks into cars. Mm-hmm. No biggie. When they break in, they find her uh, her real name is Jennifer Gibson on an ID. Love it. Oh, and they do that by breaking into a lockbox that's in the back seat with a bobby pin. And I'm not gonna lie; every time I use bobby pins, I do think like, "How do you use these to break into a, a house or a?" I... Well, you just have to get
1: them in there to to jingle the locks around. And oh, that's all know. you have to do. Sure. But what <laughs> cracked me up? I even wrote this down. I was like. Why does Ronnie have a bobby pin in her hair? It's not like yeah. her hair is pulled back. It's just normal. And no. she's like, oh, hold it.
0: Here we no. go. And i was like, what? What's My that? hair is so thin and so straight that if I just stuck a bobby pin in there, it'd fall out like 10 minutes later. Are
1: you doing it with the <coughs> jingly side down?
0: I disagree with that. I think that the jingly you. side should be out. I'm just okay. telling
1: you that's what they say.
0: Those are my feelings on bobby pins.
1: Okay, <laughs> tune in next week when we discuss
0: hair Her clips. <laughs> but it reminded me a lot of Pretty Little Liars, and you know I love Pretty Little Liars. Yes, because
1: they're both stupid.
0: Those characters always had bobby pins in their hair, and they were. Always breaking into locks with bobby pins.
1: We need to watch a YouTube video on this. We really do, and see how that's easy a, it is to break into something. That's a great with a idea. I
0: feel pin. like this is like in New Orleans, there's probably a class somewhere, like in the quarter or something.
1: <laughs> You'd be in front of the cathedral at dusk, and yeah. we go around and break into old buildings.
0: Yeah, old French quarter houses. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, like, and it's like advertised as a tour.
1: Yes. <laughs> this is a tour of historic homes.
0: Sure. I am super jealous. I want to know how to do that. I am super jealous. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm done.
0: So, Betty, she confronts Archie about it, tells him about, you know, her ID, and oh, and she had a gun in the car, too.
1: She had a gun and her ID in the car, which again, I'm like, put that in your house it should definitely Maybe. be in her purse or you're like especially the gun like i'm keeping it for protection or whatever but it's in locked in the back seat of my car i just yeah
0: it is in a lock box so
1: <laughs> good luck
0: that i that, no, that's what you're supposed to do right aren't you supposed to lock them up well, yeah, if you have small children
1: around and stuff, but if you want it for protection, then you have to be like, "Hold on, murderer! Let me, let me get my keys. Let me unlock it. Let me pull it out." Like or just a bobby pin. Sometimes you just need a bobby, bobby pin. pin.
0: But still, you got to pull the bobby pin out of your hair. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, and and in the South, I mean, I I have friends who just keep guns in their console. I kept mine in my
1: glove box when I used to go to the quarter late at night and stuff just to have it on me. I didn't keep it on me, but
0: I had it in the car. I probably have important documents or, like, personal information in my car at this very moment, and I don't even realize it. (laughs) Along with, like, six pairs of shoes and... (laughs) This is not a joke. I have uh, Candyland, the board game, in my trunk. It's been there for like six weeks.
1: <laughs> we should play Candyland next time.
0: I keep wanting to bring it to work. I feel like if the internet ever goes down at work, like it would be a great pastime. <laughs> I'm telling
1: you, you should bring it to work. Bring it for Halloween when I come in. So I
0: don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. It's just been in my trunk for like six weeks. Okay.
1: So, anyways, back to the show.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yes. <yeah>, so <laughs> Betty confronts Jughead about it. Jughead is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he believes, buddy. Yeah.
1: Jughead or Archie?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Archie. They're
1: they're so interchangeable.
0: Well, but Jughead knows about this affair, too.
1: Everybody knows about this affair by the end of, I think, of this episode, or even mid-episode. It feels like they all talk about it. I'm like... The whole school knows. Yeah. I mean, the gay knows and everybody. So, anyways...
0: There is one scene though at the beginning of the episode where the gang is at Pops and Betty decides to confront Archie in the parking lot. Yes. Do you remember this? And they're all looking out the window at um at Betty and Archie and Veronica says, What's happening? Is it about me? Yes. <laughs> i love veronica in these three episodes she is my favorite
1: i told you she was my favorite in the beginning
0: well i hated her the first two episodes
1: i like her with her maze bag i'm just telling you that's my favorite
0: yeah no that that made me that literally made me laugh out loud (laughs) she's really funny she's like is it about me and juggins like no (laughs) he's like no no it's not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Kevin makes a comment what was it like before she got here yes
1: I, like I can't remember I literally can't remember
0: oh I love him too
1: I do too I like him a lot they need to give him a bigger part in this show
0: uh, the next plot point we've got is is Jughead and the Twilight Drive-In <sighs> yes do you think that they called it the Twilight Drive-In as a reference to Twilight always is everything a reference to Twilight? It's either
1: Twilight or Harry Potter, I feel. I feel like they kind of did. And I was thinking that too, because I was like, Twilight? I even wrote down, I'm like, Twilight? Twilight? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of question marks because that whole drive in thing just made me laugh.
0: Well, again, like I said last episode, this is where the local municipal government really plays. A big part in a CW teen drama. Yeah, the property that that the that the drive-in is on is sold to an anonymous buyer, which I'm not sure if that's a thing. Like an anonymous
1: buyer would buy a a plot of land.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can you you can do that? Yeah, I mean I think so. I could anonymously buy land.
1: You could. I mean, you, you can keep. I think you can keep it secret up until the sale? Question mark, and mm-hmm. then I think it goes in the paper? Question mark. I don't know. Magic.
0: <laughs> well, we discover that the uh, the buyer is Hermione because we see her making moves um, on her evil plan. She and the mayor meet with a giant bag full of money. <laughs>
1: and black gloves. I was like, why is she wearing black gloves? Did you notice the black gloves too? I was like, is she going to kill somebody? Why is she wearing the black gloves? Like, I
0: does she not want to leave
1: fingerprints on her bribe? Well, and that's my thing too cuz I was like the bag was delivered to her last episode, I think, by the doorman. Yes. He's like, oh, somebody left this or somebody sent this or whatever. And she grabs it. And I don't remember her having black gloves on then. No. So I'm like, what did you do? Go home wipe it down.
0: Well, again, going back to Pretty Little Liars, um, every time they were getting ready to do something illegal, they always seemed to pull out gloves and and the black outfits. You kind of have to dress the part, I guess, if you're... Committing crimes.
1: Sure, 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 sure. sure, sure. Question.
0: Sure. Um, is the mayor using Josie and the Pussycats to launder that money somehow?
1: <laughs> I wonder. I wonder because she's very involved with the
0: Pussycats. Very like, involved.
1: It, And I don't think that's this episode. I think it's the last episode. It's
0: the sixth episode. Yeah, we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit.
1: Yeah, we got to talk about that because I got lots of notes on that.
0: But Jughead is very desperate to save the, to save the drive-in. And I don't think that we learn until at the end of the episode. The reason that he is so um, passionate about saving the Twilight drive-in is because that's where he has been living.
1: Yes. That's where he's he's living. He has this picture of him and Jelly Bean or whatever. Jelly Bean,
0: (laughs) yes. Jesus
1: Mm -hmm. Christ. These names. I like it. They should not let these drug lords quotation marks uh, name kids. Is all I'm going to say.
0: Well, so yeah, so that's the that's the next thing at the end of the episode um, when Jughead uh, fails at saving the drive-in. We there's a confrontation between a what is the gang called? The Serpents. I wanted to say the Slytherins. (laughs) Us see Harry Potter. <laughs> There's a confrontation between Jughead and a serpent. Um, and that's when we find out that Jughead is living at the twilight and that now he's homeless, and yes. we find out that the serpent is Jughead's dad.
1: So excited. I'm Go so excited. Go for it. Tell I'm... me
0: everything about FP Jones. <sighs> Jughead's dad.
1: Well, one, I'm like, run, because he will kill you and all of your friends. Because I'm sorry, he's still Scream, the murderer and scream every time I see him.
0: Well, and I also just realized he's the guy in Craft too, which is like one of my all time favorite movies.
1: He's in the Craft.
0: Uh-huh. He's in the Craft. Yeah. Huh. I think so. Now he's
1: saying. Now we don't know.
0: Now I might be editing this part out too. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to check that. <laughs> No, but I love it
1: because, you know, we see Hermione meet with him at least two or three times this episode, and it's all very shady, and they kind of always kind of hid his face until maybe right before this, like his last meeting with Hermione. Yeah. But we still don't know who he is as related to the story, other than he's this big...
0: Gang banger.
1: Gang member and and we have to go back to the drive-in for just one quick minute.
0: Yeah, go for it. Because
1: my whole favorite part of the whole drive-in theater is, okay, so Cheryl, no, Veronica and Kevin are in the back of the car, and yeah. then Cheryl just comes marching in. She's like, move over, losers, and she sits down, and then the serpents are behind them, like, talking and stuff and so the girls are very much like shut up you're ruining it for everybody and then Kevin goes to get food of course and one of the serpents comes up and the next thing you know they're making out against the fence the serpent and Kevin and you think he's getting beat up but it's like Smooch, smooch, smooch. And... I,
0: I love how they filmed that. They start the scene off where you could just see two guys' feet, and they're up against a gate. and uh, uh, We call them hurricane gates. What are they really called? Chainlink fences? Yeah, a <laughs> chain-linked fence. So you think that there's a fight, there's a struggle, yes. but they're violently making out.
1: Violently. But my favorite part of that. <laughs> I wrote down they have a gay gang member, so they're very progressive, these serpents.
0: Look, this whole town. Very
1: progressive.
0: There are reasons that I love this show, and the gay inclusion, I really, (laughs) I, I really like it. I was dying. When I was a teenager, a show was... Um, if there was a gay character like okay for instance I grew up watching Dawson's Creek and there was a gay character on Dawson's Creek and so his coming out was like a huge plot point and then the rest of the show he's pretty miserable because you know at that point it wasn't it still wasn't okay to be gay
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so for me now to be watching teen shows like this where you have a conversation between Kevin and the sheriff the sheriff yeah. who's his dad Saying, you know, just don't go cruising in the woods. I know what goes on there. Mm-hmm. I really, I really appreciate the the normalcy of it. Yes. I like that. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how normal it is to violently make out against a chain link fence, though, with a guy that you just happen to notice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they
1: were going to get in a fist fight. But my favorite, favorite, favorite part of that is they're like, talking after they were making out and the gay gang member, cause I don't know his name. I Joaquin. Okay. He's like, is this going to be a problem? Rolls up his sleeve and you see the serpent tattoo. And sort I'm like,
0: of just like a Slytherin. Yes.
1: No, I was like, is this a Darth Mark? Is he, a, yeah. is he a Death Eater? Oh, my God. He knows for Voldemort. Sure. I was
0: he's a for sure Death Eater. Dying.
1: Because I was like, well, is this okay? And I'm like, are y'all getting married?
0: Why does it, like, I don't know. I don't know. But when uh, he showed that, I was like,
1: he's got the dark mark.
0: <laughs> that The tattoo shops in Riverdale have, like, really loose regulations because just teenagers getting tattoos everywhere.
1: Well, and let me tell you, uh, you know I have a number of tattoos not from the West Bank and they do check IDs and yeah. they're like are you drunk? are you over 18 like there's a list of questions so yeah
0: I'm yeah kind of even impressed. even in the French quarter where people wander and drunk it is not that easy to get a tattoo no
1: if you, and I've actually been at tattoo places where people have come in they're not plastered but they're definitely drunk and they're like yep. no sorry you have to go yeah like they won't even again. talk to them yeah. <laughs>
0: I got turned down for a tattoo because I wasn't drunk, but I had been drinking. Yeah, so
1: yeah, no, they totally told, turn you away.
0: This last plot point, and then we have to move on to the next episode. Mm-hmm. There is a huge showdown between Alice Cooper, Betty, <laughs> and uh Luke Perry. What's his? What's his? Fred Andrews. Name? Fred Andrews. <laughs> They catch Archie and Grundy making out. Turns out her hidden identity was because she was in an abusive marriage, which fine. Still doesn't make what you're doing okay, but fine. I um, just can't. Alice read Betty's diary and now is demanding that um, Grundy quit her job and leave. Well, and I think she,
1: she wants was- to throw her in jail first.
0: Yeah, she should. She should yeah. she should go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, so. but we see dark Betty rise up from the depths again and she threatens to tell everyone that she's crazy <laughs> yes. to embarrass her mom Yes because it runs in the family there So she kind of saves Archie's uh, Archie's ass there but that's that's because they care about each other you know and she cares about him and she went and ultimately Betty got what she wanted Grundy's going away so but did you find it odd
1: that when they showed Grundy packing up to leave in her VW bug yeah. that she has those heart-shaped, Lolita sl- glasses on. They are
0: Lolita glasses. Yeah,
1: and she kind of lowers them, and I think she might be chewing gum, and she's eyeballing, obviously, more high school students.
0: Well, yeah, so we'll get to that um, in season two. Yeah. We, we have not seen the last of Grundy, unfortunately.
1: But I was just like, girl, keep it in your pants. Somebody needs to report her before she's, you know.
0: Yeah, this is the Catholic Church here. We're just moving them around. Yes. <laughs> Is she? Is she, She's a pedophile.
1: Like yeah. she's a stalker. Like this isn't a one time. Oh, I saw Archie in the rain, and it's he's so handsome, and I Even just lost one time.
0: It. is still illegal, but we've covered that. But Look, still, I mean, everyone hates Grundy. Yeah, the internet hates Grundy. Grundy. All of the other characters on the show hate Grundy. We hate Grundy. I just uh, yeah. And just real quickly, Kevin's dad, the sheriff, has a murder board at his house and somebody breaks in and steals the murder board my thought on that is and i know they
1: still do it i know it's because it's older people doing cop stuff and being a detective and stuff but i'm like don't they have an app for that can't you do that on your computer why do you have to have this big in your house it's not even at the sheriff's station it's at your house
0: that's because
1: it's just fun. That's just fun. I'm reading too much in. I'm reading too much into
0: If you were involved in a, like a real life murder investigation, you would want a murdered board too.
1: Do you think Paul Holes uses a murder board? Oh, I'm sure. I wonder. I'm sure. I need to ask this question.
0: All right. So let's move okay. on to chapter five. <laughs> She's
1: done with chapter four.
0: <laughs> just because I really want to get to this episode. This yeah. This yeah. is Heart of Darkness. I loved, out of the three episodes, this one is my favorite, mostly because it's Cheryl and Veronica. I love it because it's Cheryl and her family. Yes.
1: I love everybody in her family.
0: So, in this episode, Archie, who is the B-plot mostly.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: He tries to balance school and football and his um, music career. (laughs) So, let's get this out of the way because I just don't care. (laughs) <laughs> I hate it so much. His
1: singing or Archie? I liked the
0: song that the song. Uh, yeah, no. Oh God, the singing in this episode is terrible. It's horrible. So he meets up with some kind of. I, don't, I what is this? What is this man? He's like. Is that this episode? Yeah, because I I have ugh I hate the music guy. Yeah, I
1: don't know because the second in command. Pussycat.
0: Valerie. Her Valerie. name is Valerie.
1: <laughs> I do not know these people's names. She's like, hey, I, this guy can help you out. And I thought he was maybe like a voice coach yeah, or somebody to help him write music. No, he's just looking at how he writes out his songs. Okay. I don't know what you call that.
0: Sort of like what a music teacher should have done.
1: Yes, instead of molesting your
0: student. The, the actor that they picked for this role is just, oh, it's the worst. It was the worst casting. But the. <laughs> I don't get what they were trying to go for here. Like, was he supposed to be sleazy? Was he supposed to be an asshole? I think he was supposed to be an asshole. And I think. But well, he didn't do any of those things well.
1: No, he didn't. But I think he brought up an important point, which was your, obviously your music teacher and your friends loved, love your music, but it's very childish And I can't do for you what she and you had or something. He makes some sort of suggestion. He makes
0: a comment that they have some kind of connection that he and Archie are (laughs) not going to have. And it's like, yeah, that's an understatement.
1: Of the decade. But I just, I don't understand the writing. I don't know if there's a point other than to tell Archie that his music wasn't good. Because I don't understand, and it's probably because I don't know music, but why would you be like, I don't want to hear anything you have. I want you to go home and by tomorrow, write out your songs.
0: Also, don't tell a teenage boy, well, you can't do school and football and write music. Like, how about we encourage them to do all the things that they dream yeah, to do? so he
1: doesn't run the streets and end up part of the serpents. Because really, that's his only alternative.
0: Which looks like it's going to happen in season three. And I'm very excited about Archie joining the serpents because... They're going to hate him. They're going to s- hate him.
1: <laughs> by season three, I think everybody is in The Serpent, but maybe the sheriff?
0: Yeah, probably. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, a lot of people join The Serpents. A the lot of people
1: two. are in The Serpents by this time, but anyways.
0: Is Luke Perry the best actor on this show right now? I think so. He's a really good actor. I love him
1: because I feel and I wrote this again and again and again, Dan. I'm like, what's up with these parents? They're so secretive and they're so mean to their kids. The Mm -hmm. Coopers are horrible, Mm -hmm. horrible to Betty, especially Alice Cooper. The blossoms, as we see in this episode, are are completely
0: psychotic. Shit
1: crazy. Yes.
0: Yeah, so let's let's get crazy. to what we really want to talk about here. Yes. <laughs> this
1: is so <laughs> awesome.
0: The Blossoms decide to have a burial service for Jason now that they've found his body in the lake with a bullet hole in his head.
1: Yes. <laughs> At least we forget.
0: I am surprised that they didn't have an open casket because these people are so horrible. I
1: like, wish just... they did have it. one with Cheryl crawling into the casket with them. Just saying.
0: Cheryl invites Ronnie to sleep over at her house the night before the memorial because she doesn't want to be alone, which is fine. So we're starting to see now Cheryl kind of exposing her insecurities to the core four. Yes. I like that. I like Cheryl.
1: Well, what I love the most about the pre-funeral preparations is that she hands out the invitations to the funeral.
0: They are beautiful invitations.
1: <laughs> if I ever got married again, that's what my invitations would be, because they're Please black <laughs> with uh. the red seal on it, and I was dying. Because first of all, I'm like, there's a hundred or a thousand people in this town. Yeah. Generally for funerals, you're like, so and so's died. Here's the deets. If you want to come to the viewing and the service and all that crap. But nope, we're doing we're doing handouts. And then she said something about don't think about stealing anything because we'll be yeah. checking bags.
0: And she said, don't like... steal the silver candlesticks because we'll be checking purses. And I'm like, what? Are you going to have security her. at I love her. a funeral? I'm sorry. Now now I'm just thinking about you getting married and how I kind of want that to happen just so I can wear a black <laughs> bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> I kind of want that to happen now.
1: She wants a black... I'll I'll tell Chad. I'm sure he will be like, oh, is that all we're waiting on? Yeah, that's all uh, we needed. (laughs) That's all we needed.
0: (laughs) They have the most bizarre dinner. It's
1: Blossom
0: parents and Veronica and Cheryl. And they're eating maple ham. Yes. And, and Cheryl's dad gets, like, really defensive. He's like, I'll have you know that Maple runs this town. And we're like, okay, guy, cool it. It's syrup. <laughs> in, in my head, it's maple
1: ham with maple syrup over, like, green beans and what? maybe a side of maple. I don't know. But he gets really, yeah, he got... Uber he's defensive. dead serious, too. Like, he's yes.
0: really upset that Veronica makes a comment about the maple ham. And he's like, I'll
1: have you know, lady. La, <laughs> la, la. And
0: I'm like. Ask your dad. Okay, let me call my dad in jail and be like, dad, tell me about the foundation of Riverdale and how the economy is run on maple syrup. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs>
1: that whole scene. And all I kept thinking of, well, maybe they're really having a hard time dealing with their grief. Like they thought their son drowned. He's missing and whatever. But then I'm like, they're so that whole dinner. I, I was like, this. I was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, because it, <laughs> it was, was so yeah uncomfortable.
0: Let's talk about the house for a second, though. I love their house. So mansion. I read. I read. Yes, it's a mansion. the The mansion has its own cemetery. Yes, which
1: is typical in in like what they call manor houses over in Ireland and I'm sure England and all of Europe. They're not castles, but they're very grand. And they sometimes do have the family plots there.
0: I kind of like that idea. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure, Um, sure. I mean, unless, you know, you have to like sell your house someday. then Somebody's (laughs) buying the the bodies of your ancestors. But I read on Reddit that... This house is the same house that's used in flowers in the attic. Yes!
1: That makes sense.
0: I haven't mm-hmm. seen that, but I thought that that was really interesting given <sighs> Cheryl and Jason's relationship. Which I want to talk about real quick, too, because we're, they're, they're doing a better job now of explaining their relationship. Mm-hmm. Especially how lonely Cheryl is, which explains mm-hmm. why she's so awful.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Jason really was probably the only one who put up with her ass. I think so too.
1: We have to talk about this whole funeral thing too, because I just loved every second they were in this house.
0: Because, like you should every Cheryl, scene is great. Every
1: scene. Cheryl opens up to Ronnie, which I have down. Who wears jewelry to bed? Because they're both wearing like these very elaborate, um, like statement necklaces. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) With their little slips. And I was like, who wears that to bed? But whatever. But you have the whole dinner scene, which is so uncomfortable. And then you have this really dark, gothic house. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's almost like in Sharp Objects how the house is a character. I feel like this mansion is a character. And it's Mm -hmm. important to the plot. I do feel like Jason, I think he protected her. And I think because they were twins, she's lost. And so I can kind of almost understand why she's acting out a little bit. I feel oh, like yeah. she's, she's generally the only one that's really upset about Jason dying. Like, I don't feel like the parents care one iota. But we find out why later on. Yeah. So,
0: so then we have the actual memorial service before the burial, And it's moments like this that make me love this show because I never see them coming. And (laughs) I'm just always so surprised by them. I love the dramatics of them. Cheryl comes down to the memorial service in the parlor of her own mansion wearing all white. Because? Because that was the outfit she was wearing when she was with Jason, right? The the day
1: he went missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's white. If this had happened in the South, there would be audible gasps.
1: Well, there almost kind of was. And yeah. I'm sorry, Kevin literally fell out of his chair. Yes. I think he was going to run up and down the aisle. He's like, oh my. Every time they showed him, he's like, oh my God. His face, his eyes are big. He's so, he cannot stand it. Can't well, stand th- it. Well,
0: and that would be me right behind Kevin. I'd be going, Girl. <laughs> I love it. And I love how everybody's wearing
1: black, except for good old Archie Andrews, who's wearing his football jersey.
0: Which I never... I I don't see that anymore. Unfortunately, I've attended um, a few funerals this Mm -hmm. year, all of really good men. And um, I always make an effort to wear all black. Mm -hmm. And I get... As a family member, as a, as a close relative, you should be able to wear whatever you want, okay? Because, mm-hmm. look, that's your grief. You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more, um, what's the word, traditional, yeah. traditionally Southern, where, mm-hmm. like, no, even your shoes. Down to mm-hmm. your toenails. It should be all black.
1: Yeah. You. Well, you should, and I've noticed this, too, at some funerals that we've had. Where people are wearing like jeans and stuff. And I get really angry. Oh,
0: no, I, I get wrong.
1: really angry about that. Um, because I am usually the fam, you know, and it's been my grandparents and stuff. Yeah. And I know these are good old boys and girls and that's what they wear. But I'm like, no, you wear a suit and tie or at the very least a suit. Yeah. And women, you know, now I can tell you when my dad's mom died. Uh, for her viewing, I wore a black dress that had some Mardi Gras stuff on it. It was from Trashy Diva, but it wasn't
0: mm-hmm.
1: bland. Um, and then for her funeral, I actually wore my Saint's dress.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, but that's still mostly black. But so. it's mostly
1: black. It's a very classic yeah. 50s retro kind of thing. I had my uh, black sweater on with it and black heels. So. Yeah, yeah. And my pearls. So you know Archie
0: shows up in a jersey or a Letterman. A
1: Letterman oh, jacket.
0: But I did I, I there was there was a commenter on Redditor who had a theory that maybe um, the suit that Jughead is wearing mm-hmm. is Archie's suit. <gasps> uh... Because I can see them swapping clothes, you know. I could, I could definitely see Archie letting Jughead borrow whatever he needed. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah.
1: sense because I was kind of like, why is nobody else there? Because I'm assuming other guys on the football team are there because Jason Jason played. was
0: the captain of the team. Yeah,
1: so I kind of. But then when you saw the audience and you saw Archie in, and then I was like, did Archie not get? He was too busy working on music and mourning the loss of of the teacher that he forgot to wear a jacket.
0: Well, Betty and, and Jughead are there and they 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 were not invited. They did not get one of the beautiful black invitations. So, I noticed that.
1: And Betty had her hair down, so it was it was it was dark day.
0: It's a very very formal occasion when Betty does not wear her signature ponytail. So let's <laughs> talk about them real quick. They they invite themselves to the to the Blossom Manor mm-hmm. to dig into Jason's murder a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them teaming up together. Yes. This is where you get a lot of, like, Twin Peak vibes mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the house and them kind of looking, like, you know, creeping around the house looking for clues.
1: hmm
0: And we meet Grandma Rose.
1: Who I love more than life itself.
0: Grandma Rose is goals <sighs> for the 60 and over. Um, <laughs> well, well, Betty and Jughead
1: go into Jason's room, I'm presuming yeah. during the service. Yeah, I hope so. I'm I'm assuming so. And they're in there snooping around, and all of a sudden you hear this voice, and they turn around. Grandma's sitting there in the pitch of black, chilling. She's like, I'm done with this family, and what I'm sitting up here. are you doing in there? <laughs> I mean, it's like a dark corner. It's not like she's sitting there like looking at his bed, or maybe lo- just... You know, in thought and whatever. She's, no, I think she's facing the wall. I, like, literally, she's sitting in a dark corner. And I was like, Who uh, left her there? But then I thought. I love this show. I thought that the blossoms, because they're such shits, that Mama Blossom put her in the corner and was like, You stay there. And then went <laughs> off to the surface. Because obviously, she is senile. Yeah, senile. no, she is. Yeah. But it is, she has the red. So it's white, white hair and the little red. Streak of red and the streak crowd. of red, and I was like, "She's obviously Keep, a blossom."
0: <laughs> keeping it sassy. Well, that and her name is Rose Blossom. Here's the problem, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> Here's Rose the problem. Blossom. Rose Blossom had to have married into the Blossom name. You think? So no, she has to. So oh, oh that's true. It's just a coincidence that Grandpa Blossom married. Rose, whoever, yes. and she becomes Rose Blossom. Wouldn't it be funny if her main name was Rose Flower? I would not. I would not put it past Archie Comics. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> this I'm is why t- like, I can't remember Fred Andrews and Alice Cooper because my head is filled with Rose Blossom.
1: <laughs> but but Rose Blossom, she's just the typical grandma, and I want her to give me hard candy in her uh, purse, her in her pocketbook.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, all right, anything else on this wonderful, wonderful episode? Yes.
1: We we have to discuss what Miss Miss Grandma tells Jughead and Betty.
0: Right. She's senile and she confuses Betty with Polly and it comes to light that Jason and Polly were engaged. Yes. Yeah.
1: And obviously going to run away and get married. Yeah. And I love how grandma tells her she wants to see the ring or something. And she says something to the fact of keep it close to your heart because if the mom blossom sees it, she'll like bite it off, bite off your finger or bite (sighs) off the ring or something. And I was like, that's scary. Like,
0: scary. Doesn't every family, though, have that dispute over some piece of jewelry oh, mine does well, on, on my wife. husband's side on my side everybody's fighting over some piece of dumb jewelry that hasn't been in style for you know 20 30 mm-hmm. years anyways but
1: Mm-mm. Um, well, if it was a family, a family ring, which I think you'd have to be old money for, and neither one of us are old money. No. Like, if it's a ring that's been... I'm
0: I'm not money right now. Yeah.
1: If your family had a ring that is 100 years old, then I can kind of understand why you would not want to just give it out to every Tom, Dick, and Harry, because it's a... You know, it's probably a very nice piece of jewelry. It's yeah. probably worth a bajillion dollars. But yeah, I was like, Well, where is it at? You know what I'm saying like if it's that much of a heirloom, it was sitting in a box.
0: Well, we find out where the ring is later on.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Um, okay, so let's move on to chapter six, which is faster pussycats kill kill. <laughs> Three exclamation points in that title.
1: Oh, God. I think Faster Pussycat, I think that's one of those early 60s movies. I
0: think it is. I, I don't know what it is, but I, I feel it, like, yeah, that's yeah. one of those 60s. um Like
1: car racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheesy, made for 10
0: grand movies. Okay, so in this episode, Betty finds Polly and... And a surprise at the Sisters of, what is it? Sisters of Mourning or something like that.
1: I don't know, but all I put down, and I probably should have put the name down, is why, where did I put it? Like, why in the hell do they have, they still have home for troubled youths? That's all I wrote
0: down. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing anymore. But also, if I was Jughead, I'd be like, I'm not going anywhere near that place. I am a troubled youth. I mean, he's prime candidate
1: for that house. I just I don't know. I I was dying because I was like and it's this big gothic churchy looking thing. It's a
0: beautiful building, yeah. Yeah. But So yeah, but I'm I'm in I'm instinctually a little bit afraid of nuns. So you said earlier that you went to see the nuns movie. Yes. Is that what it's called? The
1: Nun. Mm-hmm. No
0: not nope. Not interested.
1: Yeah, Chad, who of course I'm is... I'm
0: already scared of them. <laughs> is Yeah,
1: who's Catholic and had the same upbringing as you. He's like, yeah. It, it didn't freak him out, but he was kind of like a lot of nuns. And I'm scared of nuns and yeah. all that. And me, who has no such of no religious background whatsoever, yeah, um, is like, oh, this is a cool story. So <laughs> yeah. That's the difference between people not in New Orleans and people in New Orleans who have that strong Catholic... Upbringing, yeah, yeah.
0: No, thanks. I'll pass on the nuns, though. Yeah, as much as I, as much as I love them, I'll pass. But
1: yeah, so so Betty finds mm. her sister in the garden of good and evil,
0: and. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's called? It's, it's actually called, oh, I think it's called the Garden of Reflection yeah, or something it's, like yeah. that, which is totally something a bunch of Catholic nuns would do. They would oh, totally, totally name a garden uh, with the Garden of Reflection. Let's talk about
1: the garden for a minute. It's this great Gothic building. It looks like it has acres and acres of land, and she's like, she's in the garden. I'm expecting like some sort of um maze and f- bushes and trees and like benches to sit in, and it's literally like the size <laughs> of a side yard it's like a little path and a little thing of plants and maybe a bench i don't even know but it's like yeah here we have a garden like i'm almost like did y'all run out of money did y'all forget no it's just something
0: a bunch of catholic nuns would do honestly (laughs) i mean i totally had this
1: whole another thing picked out but anyways I i could
0: totally see that um so when Betty does find Polly in the garden of reflection or the garden of good and evil, <laughs> she is with child. Yeah, because she's like, oh, I'm so glad you found
1: us. And I'm like, uh, us? Who's yes. us? And then, and P.S., how does Betty not know when she hugs her that she's pregnant?
0: Um, I don't know. Maybe they're not like a super...
1: I mean, maybe it was just a little, like, barely touching, because Polly has a pretty healthy baby bump. It
0: it must have been a butts-out hug, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So the the comment of of, you found us, there were some theories, there were a lot of theories floating around about Polly up until this point. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to uh, go over those real quick. Some people thought that Polly was... A split personality of Betty's.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: because Mm -hmm. we never see any um, actual photographs or anything like that of Betty and Jason together. Um, Betty and Jason. Oh, I'm sorry, Polly and Jason. At one point, we see Hal Cooper watching a home video, which we know is. Later on, Mm -hmm. a big part of his character is watching creepy home videos. Uh, Yes. And we only see one little girl in the shot and she's talking to the camera and we know that it's Polly, but we don't really see Betty um, in any of the home movies with Polly. So there are a lot of, there were theories floating around that maybe Polly doesn't exist. And that's why her parents don't want to talk to Betty about her.
1: Uh, Or she's like a made up friend kind of thing. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: along those lines.
1: Okay. Which, and I have to put in here real quick, is that was the creepiest effing thing I've ever seen in my life. Anything when you have little kids giggling and it's dark, I'm like, nope to that. You lock your doors, you go under the covers, and you turn on all the lights.
0: It's another Pretty Little Liars thing. Pretty Little Liars does the same thing, where there are videos of little kids always playing in the background and little kids giggling. and God. Uh, so much; these elements are the same, and it's it's just all me. I'll take it all. I'll take all the creepy, creepy videos of kids kids giggling that you no, can give me.
1: No, I, I'm like, don't go downstairs. Um, just let him eat your parents and lock your doors. But anyways, uh,
0: another theory about Polly is that she that Hal was telling the truth when he keeps telling Betty she's sick. She's sick. Um, you know, she went crazy. So mm-hmm. there was another theory that. Polly really was nuts. Mm, Like, like maybe she had dissociative personality disorder. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The the comment, you found us, before Mm -hmm. the reveal of her big pregnant belly, I think is a nod to a lot of the fan theories.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, and
0: that's another thing that I really like. I really like when shows go, we see you, we hear you, Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll do that, but we'll also do this thing, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like what, I, you can tell when the writers are paying attention to the fan communities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Polly's pregnant. <laughs>
1: and Polly's pregnant.
0: It's Jason's baby. Yes.
1: We we find out it's Jason's baby and that they were going to run away together, which is what Rose Blossom had said in the earlier, and the episode before this.
0: Yeah. So it um, all
1: ties together, and she she gives her she gives Betty a lot of detail. Like it's like, oh, we're we're gonna escape, and we're gonna um. There's a car. There's a car that he had hidden or we had hidden, and it's off yeah. route some so and so, and it's behind a maple sign. Which I'm thinking in my head, there must be ten thousand maple signs in this yeah. <laughs> Like, how are yeah. you gonna find this thing? Um. So she gives her all that detail, and then. That's when she starts asking Betty about Jason.
0: She's definitely a little manic.
1: She is. I can kind of see, well, especially later on in the scene when they're taking her away and everything. Like, she kind of snaps.
0: Yeah. I mean, she should. Yeah. Uh, Her parents put her away in a home for... Basically, they were going to hide this baby. They were going to have her give birth to this baby Mm -hmm. and then put it up for adoption. And nobody was ever going to speak of it ever again. Which, and that's another thing that Riverdale does so well is that that's something that would have happened, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yes,
1: definitely, definitely. So
0: I love how this show, you can never, if it wasn't for the iPhones (laughs) and the laptops... You like this could have taken place fifty to sixty years ago. Oh yeah. Totally. But it all ties in so well, you know, it's mm-hmm. still it's still believable in mm-hmm. modern day. I don't know how often that happens anymore with like Facebook and Snapchat yeah. and Twitter. Like somebody would have seen this pregnant belly. I'm
1: telling you. Well, and I feel like that's a nod to the comics because I think the comics came out originally in the forties or
0: Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah, that's absolutely how they're tying it back to the comics. Yeah,
1: so they're kind of, I feel like every now and again, they're like, hey, don't forget, this was actually a comic book out before your parents might have even been born. Yeah. You know, so, So, I love So,
0: Betty and Jughead, who we can now officially call Bughead, (laughs) as they are now a duo. Um, Bughead. It's the best. That's I the best it. ship name. I love yeah. it. No,
1: I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> sorry. Jughead does sneak up into Betty's room. Yes. Is that this episode? Yes. Yeah, this episode. Yeah.
1: Later in the episode.
0: And they and they kiss for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a really good kiss. It's very sweet, and I'm like,
1: oh, and oh, I, I wrote down, and I was like oh, I said, maybe there's something going on between Jughead and Betty. I was like, oh, what a great first kiss. And I was like, maybe not, because soon as they part, Betty says <laughs> something about the car or Polly
0: or something. And I was like. <laughs> yeah, romance is over. Yeah, the, se- the second they break away from the kiss, Paul, uh, Betty gets the idea, let's go look for the car that Polly had, Polly and Jason had hidden. Yes. Uh, but that's what Jughead likes about her.
1: I think so because it doesn't look like he was like heartbroken, like he no. didn't like my kiss. He's like, of course, the first thing you think of is Polly or the case or whatever. So he's yeah. like, yeah, okay, okay, Nancy Drew, let's let's go. Yeah.
0: So they go out to the. They do find the car. Mm-hmm. The great thing about this scene is, is that there is a Pussycat song playing over this scene. Um, it's a disco song. Yes. I don't hate disco. Yes. A lot of the music in this episode, I really do actually like the music in this episode. I
1: love I Feel Love. I think that's one of the best disco anthems yeah. ever, ever, ever done.
0: So during a disco anthem, they find evidence to a murder. Yeah. <laughs> because, because what goes together better than disco and murder?
1: I'll Always, always. They've, always.
0: They find the car. It's raining. It's a great scene. It is. Well, they so they, they find the car. They open the trunk. They find Jason's letterman jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lots of things packed up. This car was ready to go. Mm-hmm. But also they find um, cellophane-wrapped drugs, which looks like is how Jason was uh, funding this, this mm-hmm. runaway. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now there, there could be evidence that maybe... Jason's murder had to do with Drug drugs. killing mm-hmm. Yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then
0: they, they decide to um, As drug is picking up Some of the drugs Betty tells them to drop it This is, this is evidence Don't put yes. your fingerprints on it Smart yeah, yeah. girl somebody's been watching ID Discovery <laughs> I
1: mean she could be a murderino I'm just saying totally murderino
0: They take pictures Mm-hmm. Of it, thank God. And they report it back to the sheriff. But by the time the sheriff gets back to the car, it has been destroyed in a fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have lots of comments on this. First, she texts the sheriff. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I got your text. And I'm like, then why aren't you going out there? Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to finish up because they're at the variety show or whatever.
0: Yeah, and then... here's, here's the thing about Sheriff Keller great dad, not so good of a cop. He's not really in, in a, in a like, oh,
1: hurry up and get out here. And I also thought that for being such a great detective that Betty and um, Jughead are and how they're very much a reporter and stuff, I felt like they should have just stayed there. Like, obviously, you can text from there. It's not like there's no cell service. I think I would have called the sheriff and been like, yeah. or 911 or something, be like, we found a car. It has to do with the Blossom murder Get out here! Um, do we know
0: who did it though? Who who destroyed the evidence? I think we find out in
1: season two, maybe. Okay. When 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 we find out, I hope more they get prosecuted
0: it. for it because destroying evidence is a crime. Is a crime. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you shouldn't do that.
1: Don't ever do that. But um, you know, I kind of forget sometimes that they are stupid teenagers, and I guess. I mean, like you said, the good thing they took the pictures. Um, I just found it odd too that they had the sheriff's number on speed dial. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: I mean, it's their it's their best friend's dad, so. Well, we didn't have cell phones when I was growing up, so never mind. Well, also, neither one of us were involved in murder investigations when we were growing up. Not so yet. Not yet. Who's Not to yet. say what we would have done? Yeah. All right, let's get to some of the B plots. So we mentioned Junk. that there's a disco song playing. There is... Yay! So while, while Bughead is finding <laughs> crucial evidence... <laughs> Sorry. ...to the murder of a schoolmate and to one of their friends... Mm-hmm. siblings twin brother yeah, yeah. um archie's competing at a talent show so good for archie i
1: mean laying it on the line
0: is all oh I'm saying. god he's such an idiot
1: he really is well we should talk about the auditions first off
0: he chokes at the auditions. Kevin is the one who's putting on. They keep calling it a variety show, which just makes me mad. Just call it. Just don't call it that. Ugh. It's it just it. To me, it sounds like the
1: absolute worst thing you could ever drag me to is a variety show for high it's, school.
0: It sounds like there would be a magician.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking magician, somebody with one of those dummies, the ventriloquist yeah, so dummies. Yes, ventriloquism.
0: Um, maybe an act involving hula hoops. Maybe something. a tap dancing. I'm doing a Aww. tap dance.
1: Yeah, Perhaps like...
0: what Archie should have done. He should have <laughs> done a tap dance. <laughs> or,
1: <laughs> or he should have done some football moves, maybe. Like, here's, here's a know. hike. Here's uh, this. I don't know. It's, Stand uh, there without your shirt on. Like... Totally Anything. do a magic mic number.
0: I don't hate the song that he sings, though. Yeah, I don't know. Every... It's just... It's, <laughs> it's just... The song... It cracks me up because
1: before him is the Pussycats, which light it up. They're fabulous. He They're comes awesome. on
0: after the Pussycats? Yes. What? Because if you'll notice,
1: when he walks on stage, the, the drums are still there and everything. And so I feel like he... So you know the pussycats play and the audience lights up and they're standing and they're jumping and they're like this is the best thing ever, and I found it odd that so many parents are into teenage music, because I remember Fred Andrews goes up to I think Josie at some point. It's like I'm a big fan and I'm like creepy <laughs> it,
0: Fred pedophile. Andrews file. <laughs> like
1: I would just be like man y'all y'all were really good and not be like I'm a huge uh, fan.
0: I think that Fred. I think that's Fred's attempt at networking. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, I think he's trying to be like, I'm the cool dad. Because really. He, well, he is the cool dad. Yeah. He is. Like, I feel, I wrote down so many times in these three episodes, what's up with these parents? Like, I feel like they're all so shady. But Fred, again, I think we talked about this last time. He's such a good guy. Like, he's involved. He, he gets it. I think he he's gets a, he it. He
0: encourages Archie. Yes even even after finding out that part of the reason that Archie was so into music was because he was banging his music teacher. Listen,
1: he was about to bang the music teacher, so, you know.
0: He but he knows that Archie's going through a breakup now, so he so Archie's throwing himself into his music and he's supportive of that. Yes. Um somebody else makes a a comment like Archie, like maybe are you like super into this because of the breakup like maybe you should pull back a little bit. It's like no, this is a healthy way to handle that, I think. I
1: think it was Ronnie. Yeah, who
0: said yeah, that. Yeah, I think I think this is a healthy way to throw yourself into your creative process. What's mm-hmm. wrong with that? Well, I kind of feel like again, they
1: these are teenagers yeah, they and don't know. they've had a mate, well, they've had a you know, beloved football fan, high school hero, murdered mm-hmm. in this town of a thousand. Um, <laughs> the the drive-in is shut down, and Archie's pedophile has been sent away. That's a lot.
0: It's burning to the ground, all of Riverdale
1: <laughs> is just burning to the ground. I hope this ends, when the series ends, that the teenagers rise up and all the parents are in prison or something.
0: Uh, that kind of does happen at the end of season two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I want don't all Don't the forget,
0: parents. there is a riot at the end of season two, guys. Binge watch <sighs> for that.
1: God. I don't know if I'm going to make it through season two.
0: So, so in this B plot, um, Archie breaks up the Pussycats because Valerie leaves her band to yes. help Archie write songs. Well, I think practice. she leaves
1: the band because Josie is a
0: monster,
1: crazy.
0: Oh my god! And what
1: I love about that is after what's her name again? I'm sorry, Valerie. Valerie leaves. She goes to her mom and like tears, and she's like. Mallory left, and <laughs> you fired her And I was like girl you freaked out on her because she's like I'm sorry you know I was helping out Archie and you just jumped all over her to the point where she's like later days I'm leaving
0: we find out why though so in yeah. in, this, in the strangest of dinner parties <laughs> the second yes out of these three episodes this is this is another bizarre dinner party. BTW, when's the last time you went to a dinner party? Like never. This is the this seems days apart from each other. We're already at another dinner party. Well, I'd have
1: to say the last time I was at a dinner party was your rehearsal dinner, which is not a dinner party at all. No, that's, not that's the closest. I was,
0: I, wait, I was gonna say I didn't have a dinner party, but you had a
1: rehearsal dinner.
0: I did have a rehearsal dinner. Yeah, that's um,
1: the closest to the dinner party I've gotten to in a year.
0: I, I cooked for my mom and my mother-in-law for Mother's Day. I don't... And that was a disaster. I don't know if that counts. Only if you
1: were wearing pearls. If anybody was wearing pearls, it counts as a dinner party.
0: No. I don't think so. Then no. (laughs) So at this dinner party is Hermione Lodge, um, Veronica Lodge, Fred Andrews, Archie, Josie, I guess. And Josie's dad and mom. Yeah, and... and yeah, because the mayor.
1: The, yeah, mayor, the mayor is mayor, Josie's yeah, it's mom. It's Josie's
0: mom, and we find out that Josie's dad is a big-time jazz musician who gave up Jazz Fest, yeah. an event here in New Orleans, um, to yeah. go to Josie's talent show, which, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You did not do that. Stop it.
1: Well, I think there's other Jazz Fests all over and not just in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But when I heard, but like you, when I heard Jazz Fest, I was like... New Orleans. Yeah, I was like, New Orleans, and no, you didn't. Because that, if you're a jazz musician to play at Jazz Fest in New Orleans... You're not getting a whole lot of gigs. Like, you don't cancel at Jazz Fest, or you never come back to Jazz Fest. Um, Oh, no, Uh
0: uh-uh, no.
1: You know, like, I mean, they barely let Aretha Franklin back after she had to cancel one time. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know.
0: So, during this dinner party, we find out he's just a total asshole.
1: He's one of those music snobs. I mean, we find out that he named Josie after Josephine Baker. And he's like, and Archie, I think, or Ronnie or one of them makes a face. He's like, you don't even know who she is. And I'm like, dude, I barely know who she is. I know she's a great jazz singer. I know some of her songs. You know, like, I'm probably the last generation that would have. Your generation is...
0: (laughs) Nope. Don't know who it is. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, And, of course, I did work in a music store for, like, five years. So that might be some of the reasons why I know things. And
0: House of Blues.
1: Yeah, and House of Blues.
0: So Josie's a complete maniac because her dad is an asshole.
1: He really is. And she just wants his approval.
0: Cheryl is insane because her family is a circus. God. So, following this pattern, you know Veronica is very suspicious because her mom is walking around with bags full of money. If <laughs> if we follow this pattern, what must be going on in Reggie's life? <laughs> I mean, right. His dad must be the worst.
1: I mean, I I don't know. I, 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 feel,
0: I feel bad for Reggie now, because if we're finding out that all of these characters, all of their flaws are because their parents screw them up emotionally, Reggie, oh, he doesn't have a chance.
1: I just want child wealth, welfare services to come into this town and just do a clean sweep. Like, I mean, everybody lives with Fred, Fred Andrews, and the show fizzles out because we they're all normal. We still don't know
0: where Jughead is living.
1: <laughs> I know, and I... I I mean, I think we find out, like, in the next episode where he's at. But, yeah, at this point, you're like, the last time I saw him sleep was, or where he slept was at the movie place. And then he has breakfast, I think, with the Coopers. Yeah. Maybe this episode or last episode. And I'm like, and, again, it's another gathering with food. And it's so uncomfortable that, literally, I would eat in my room ever, ever, every day. (laughs) Because all these
0: dinners are the worst. I don't know what worst. time these people get up. I don't know if that was before school, but I remember, okay, Betty was writing in her diary on her bed. And she was, like, completely dressed. Yes. And her mom comes into her room and is putting some clothes away in her drawer. <sighs> and and then Jughead comes over for breakfast. So I don't remember this is before school, but I'm like, man, these people getting a lot done in the morning. I
1: mean, well, and, and this is what I always have down. Okay, so my parents had me wash and dry my own clothes when I was probably like seven, eight. Same. So so I've always done it. So I'm like, you're 15 or 16, get off your ass and put your own clothes away. Like, you're a grown up. You should be washing and drying your own clothes. Or at the very least, your mom should be like, and here's your clothes. Like, why is your mom putting your clothes
0: away? I think that is another thing that Alice Cooper does to control her life. That could be it. That's a very, I think that's a very manipulative thing. Like, she probably even lays out her clothes, like, her outfits for her.
1: Not that Black Betty outfit.
0: No. Or Dark Betty. Again, that junior section. Wherever she's getting that stuff from, man. (laughs) Okay, so we're
1: going back to the dinner party. Uh,
0: We have to go, yeah, we have to go back to Archie. Archie is... Um surprised that Josie's real name is Josephine. <laughs> I mean,
1: he's like Josephine. I was like, nobody really names their kid just Josie.
0: Well, right, What did you think Josie was short for? Oh, he's such an idiot. He says so such stupid. an
1: idiot. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, how how do you write music and play football? Like I feel like I you should be focusing all your attentions on your studies because you're uh. not that smart, which is why he's trying to get the football scholarship, obviously, because he knows he's stupid.
0: He's not gonna make it on music um. <laughs> which I want to go back to that for where one quick
1: second when so he follows the pussycats he plays his little song which you love which I'm rolling my eyes at the whole time.
0: I didn't love it I said I well, didn't you it' be like hate the music yeah and then when he finishes everybody in the audience is sobbing
1: and I'm like are they sobbing because it's horrible? Or what? But like his dad had tears in his eyes and a few other people did too. And I'm like,
0: it's not that good of a song. Fred Andrews is a good dad though. Oh, like, I know. He was
1: super proud of him, but I was just was. like, and I can understand him, but it looked like everybody was like, oh, so much emotion from a kid and what a great song. And I'm like, are y'all high?
0: Is no, everybody that getting... the song is written oh. about a teacher. Thank you. Which I'm sure by now
1: the whole town knows about. They
0: have to. But, um but speaking anyways. of Fred Andrews is a good dad. He's having an affair with Hermione Lodge. <gasps> which that let's talk about that whole scene for a second. So at the construction site,
1: yes, so here comes Ronnie and thigh high boots.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: Thigh high boots, a tight skirt, whatever, not a cat call to be had.
0: Oh, at a construction site? Right. Yeah. No. Walking
1: through a construction site and they're like, la, 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 I'm hoeing and doing all this other uh, stuff. But she sees Fred and Hermione making out in the window, which again, do they have curtains in this town? Why know. is everybody doing everything in front of a window? They are so secret, secret, streak, secret, but yet everything's in front of a window. Like, I'm seriously waiting for somebody having sex right up against the glass. This is happening sometime.
0: Well, in we've, we've got Kevin making out with a serpent up against a chain lake fence, fence. which is not exactly opaque. You but know,
1: that's what I'm saying. It's like they want to have all these secrets and all these ooh and all going on, but yet let's just put it right in front of where anybody can look up and see us. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: that, despite all that, though, that must be traumatizing
1: to see you, your mom making out with
0: with. Well, and I think we really start to see hints in this episode that Veronica has a crush on Archie. Well, because
1: she keeps calling them Archiekins.
0: Yeah. But you can see it in
1: their eyes. I mean, you can kind of tell. People
0: people call me all kinds of nicknames, and it doesn't mean that they want to make out with me, but... I don't think Pickles um,
1: is a name of making out. No, absolutely not. (laughs) If I called you Picklekins, then I guess
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think if you did call me Picklekins, I'd be like, Lisa, let's pull it back a little bit. <laughs> you be like, are you having a stroke? I'm calling an ambulance. <laughs> so Veronica's really upset about it and understandable. Well, uh, sure. She feels betrayed by her mom. I actually feel bad for Veronica in this episode.
1: Yeah. Well, I do, too, because I feel like, you know, I think she talks about it at the uncomfortable dinner. Yeah. Whichever one. I can't remember now about how... She never got to say goodbye to her dad. Like, he was her dad one day, and he was off in handcuffs the next. So she's never got to say goodbye, which I find odd. Because it's not like he's killed anybody. So I can't imagine they at least don't have visitations.
0: No, I'm sure she went to the hearing. (laughs) Like, there's a hearing, there's a sentencing. Yeah. Uh, Unless Hermione just moved her out of town during all of that to get her away from it all, but... I, it's
1: just it's very odd and i
0: and i also feel like
1: wouldn't you feel like your parents marriage is on the rocks when he's in prison and the next yeah. day your mom moves out of town yeah like honey. if you're still really close you would stay in town but instead you pick up and move to this is this Riverdale. is not a
0: this is not a stand by your man situation yeah. i know you're only 15 years old but you got to understand and this can't I, she's be easy. smarter than that. She's smarter yeah. than that.
1: So yeah, but anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean that that that's about it. Um, mm-hmm. This episode was not as good because there's no
1: Cheryl. There isn't, um, but we. I do want to mention at some point. I think it's after the dinner party. Well, the dinner party is Fred giving a spiel about how he should work on some land development thing and. That's when we find out that there was a secret buyer for for the... For the uh,
0: Twilight Drive-In? Yes,
1: for the Twilight Drive-In. I think that was here. The mayor's like, I'd love to give it to you, but somebody else has already bidded for it or whatever. And then we find out afterwards when Hermione and Veronica are talking that they're running the show. Like, they're the... The they buyers. Are the, se- the secret buyers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that Ronnie somehow has half the control of the company because they signed it over to her. Right. When the dad's going to jail. Which, one, I think you should have let her known that at some point before now.
0: Yeah. But I can also see, like, even realistically not letting her know.
1: But then you do let her know because you're like, hey, I need you to sign this. This is why... And she's like, nope, I'm not going to help your, you and your boyfriend out. Screw you guys. And doesn't. And then a few scenes later, Fred Andrews got it because her mom forged, forged her yeah. signature. And yeah. I'm like, nice it's, trust issues.
0: It's very, yeah, it's very disappointing. Um, and it also establishes that here's the problem with this show. <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got a couple different bad guys right so yeah. we've got the, we've got jason's murderer out there that's bad guy number one mm-hmm. and then we've got the blossoms who there's obviously something suspicious <sighs> they're bad guy number two mm-hmm. and then we've got hermione and um i forget veronica's dad's name Lodge Industries, Mm -hmm. who are kind of this, like, uh, this background, smoky, evil character. You don't really Mm -hmm. know what's going on there. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is, once you start to get all these different bad guys, Mm -hmm. the reasons for them being bad becomes dumber and dumber. Mm -hmm. And so, Lodge Industries, who's supposed to be this evil corporation in Jughead's eyes, which, and look, let's face it, Jughead is manic right now too Mm -hmm. they're evil because they're buying property that's for sale the the whole evil plot is fucking dumb yeah uh so lodge industries is gonna own a lot of the property in riverdale so yeah
1: (laughs) i mean yeah i don't understand well i think Jughead was just upset because he didn't want to lose the drive-in because, of course, he was living there. Um, Yeah, but but yeah, that doesn't make somebody evil to tear down a failing business.
0: Even if, even if you know, like the um, there's your neighbor.
1: Yeah, can you hear him?
0: Yep, I can hear. Your neighbors are crazy.
1: I mean, they do it fifty times a day. Like it's like, and that was only like two or three times. Usually, we counted. It's normally at least four times, and they may come back and do it two more times. I think they have that. OCD issue.
0: Guys, these microphones are really sensitive.
1: I mean, for reals.
0: Where was I? Oh, uh, the Blossoms own a ton of property too. Yeah. So if anything, the lodges are kind of balancing that out so mm-hmm. that the Blossoms aren't the only game in town. Yeah. It's just, and I get okay. You're you're maybe if even if you are acquiring these lands in a less than, uh, prudent way. Okay, fine, but again, the, the, the small-town government plays such a big role. It's so
1: stupid. I don't even understand that. I literally don't know why they're even it's, involved.
0: And if you're binge-watching this show, even if you're binge-watching, if, if, if you're like me and you've got a Friday night where you've got four hours, because my husband is off writing music in another room, and mm-hmm. I'm tired. I've been, you know, working at the office all day long. I like to hang out with my dogs. I've got four hours to dedicate to Netflix, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Even still, this plot takes forever.
1: I mean, it, I I must, it must have taken me an hour and a half to watch this last episode. Ugh. Because I was like, I, I, I would find myself picking up my phone to do something silly, and then I'm like, no, you've got to watch it. Hold on, yeah, pause it. Attention. Yeah, and uh, I don't. I notes. don't
0: care about the small town government of my own goddamn town.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't care, care
0: who owns the property <laughs> in New Orleans. I don't care. Well,
1: and and I kind of go back to with him being so upset about the drive-in and stuff. Like again, I get it because he lived there. But how many drive-ins are there in all of the U.S. Ten? My,
0: you know, it's funny because my mom was just telling me about one that she went to. Um, maybe 5 or 6 years ago but that was it like rural illinois yeah where you uh, look and here you can't i don't know were there drive ins here in new orleans yeah. there might have been
1: maybe out in the east
0: yeah, i feel like the mosquitoes are just
1: well, we had them in Florida, and it's still, I think it's still operational. It's called Silver Moon Drive-In.
0: Oh, cute. hmm And I remember I wanna going. I want to go to a drive-in. I feel like it would be fun.
1: It was. I mean, I remember going as a kid, we would bring popcorn that we made from the house. Aww, and I, I still blankets. see
0: food into the movie theaters. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, and we would go, I think... I think we saw Jaws there, but don't hold me to I it. I think my
0: mom saw Jaws at a driving zoo. I think in, so. <laughs> I want to
1: go see Jaws when they do it on on like the pool. Oh, different that's places cool. or like on a river or something. So you're yeah. sitting in an inner tube in and watching water. Jaws at night.
0: Yeah, that'd be Big, cool.
1: Biggest fear. But I still All right, let, let's
0: wrap this up because we're okay. already like way too far over. I know. Um, next week, what are we going to watch next week?
1: Okay, next week we're going to do the center and leave right. Riverdale behind.
0: We'll come back to Riverdale. We'll visit the world of Jessica Biel and Bill Pullman for a little while. <sighs> Who I love. Yes. Um, so you can binge watch The center on Netflix right now. Season 1 is out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is also Season 2 is playing on USA right now. Sure. I don't have the capability to binge watch that right now so we're just going to do Season one Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to do Obsession Session?
1: Oh, okay, you go first again because I have to think of something.
0: (laughs) My obsession this week, uh, I've got two. I've been obsessed with the fifth season of The Great British Bake Off, which is on Netflix right now.
1: I'm so glad you like it.
0: Not only did I binge the fifth season in under a week, I started it over again. (laughs) There's something so therapeutic about it to me.
1: It's Mary Berry.
0: She's not in the fifth season.
1: I know. My parents talked about it, and I told them how upset you were that she wasn't in it. And they're like, oh, she should watch it. It's really good. And I was like, I don't know.
0: I don't remember the other lady's name. Um, She wears a lot of very interesting necklaces. Yes. Um, They look like they... Are toys in like a preschool <laughs> but I, I do still really like her I like so many of the contestants this season mm-hmm. I didn't really care who won um if you're looking for something soothing something that you can put on and kind of clean your house
1: mm-hmm. or
0: uh, you know fold laundry or whatever Mhm. I'm definitely going to recommend any season of The Great British Bake Off. It's wonderful. So wonderful. The second thing I watched this week, and I don't remember what day I watched this or why I had the time to watch it this week, but I watched a um, a made-for-Netflix movie called All the Boys I've Loved.
1: Yes, it's based on the book.
0: It's so sweet. I
1: heard that. I heard really good things about it. So I
0: was in like a super light mood this week, I guess. I didn't want to get into anything dark or mm-hmm. dramatic or anything. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this movie was really cute. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden from Sex and the City is in it. <gasps> oh, I love Aiden. Yeah, he plays the dad. That's how old we're getting. Aww, he plays the dad. <sighs> yeah. He was the love interest at one point. Now he's the dad. Yes, yes. Um, So definitely going to recommend that one. That one was really good. It made me happy. It's a a happy little show. Also, (laughs) one of the characters from Pretty Little Liars is in.
1: Well, there you go.
0: To All the Boys I've Loved Before. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. (sighs) What about you? What do you got? I don't know. Would you Uh, read this week? I am
1: finishing up a book on Alfred Hitchcock
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because it is Halloween Um, So I'm in crazy Halloween mode. Um, I could say my biggest obsession since Friday, and we're recording on Sunday, so two days are these very cool pajamas that my boyfriend bought me at Target.
0: They are great. (laughs) They're
1: great. They're so comfortable because we both have birthdays this month. Yours was just passed and mine's coming up, so he's buying me little things uh throughout the month it's the month of baby as we call it Mm -hmm. and so he bought me these pjs and they're button up short sleeved long pants super soft super comfortable I love them um I have been wearing them unless I'm going out
0: and they're from Target
1: (laughs) Target always
0: what do they have on them they have black kitty cats
1: Um, Uh and some candy corn, I think, on it. Um, and some of the cats are wearing cat eye glasses. So, LOL. And also, I'm obsessing about Halloween.
0: Yeah.
1: Because.
0: It's September, by the way, folks. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know. Um, so that's why I was listening to the Alfred Hitchcock thing, um, book that I'm almost finished with. And saw The Nun. We're watching today all the Halloween movies, which are really horrible. I can't believe the first one started the franchise. It's so bad.
0: It doesn't seem hard to start horror franchises.
1: It really must not be because, like, I watched Friday the 13th a couple months ago, and I was like, this is scary. It's yeah. so bad. And this one is bad, um, but because I showed the preview for the new Halloween, I was like, oh, let me get up to speed again and watch all of them.
0: Well, what is a good, scary movie that you would recommend? Should people go see The Nun? They should. The Conjuring movies, to this
1: day, I've seen the first one a thousand times. It scares it's the scary. rap out of me yeah. every single time. Um, And the second one is really good, too.
0: Speaking of seeing movies, I did go see... Um, this past Labor Day, I saw Searching. I don't think I told you about this. Oh no, that's
1: yeah. Everybody's with talking about it. John Cho. Yes.
0: Very good. Is it okay? Very. It's 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 new. It's like a new type of storytelling. I really mm-hmm. like that. The whole thing takes place as though you are sharing a monitor, like you're sharing your your computer screen with somebody else. Oh. That's so much so that any, so, you know, a a girl goes missing and the, when the detective is talking to the parent, you Mm. see that through FaceTime. Oh,
1: okay. That's cool.
0: He finds clues by looking through her browser history. Mm. Um, You know, he breaks into her Google account. And so you see all those things. It's really, um, I don't know. I don't want to say ingenious. What's the word? Unique. It's ingenuity is that a word
1: sure we're gonna say it is
0: nobody's listening at this point
1: no (laughs) they've they've left
0: (laughs) i'm gonna have to edit a lot of this out yeah yeah um anyway but yeah
1: yeah. halloween really is my thing right now that's
0: your obsession session right now Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. yeah all things okay
0: guys well go watch the sinner yes and you
1: know maybe give riverdale another take (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right well let's shut it down okay that's it all right guys go watch center we'll be back um, next week
1: yes sounds good
0: <laughs> okay bye guys bye stop